Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I would get off of work and I would come back and there would still be a party going on. I would try to go to sleep. It would still be yelling, screaming, fighting, arguing, good times, bad times, yet I'm trying to sleep. This is the plaintiff, Derek Robinson. He says the defendant was his good friend, but the guy now owes him money for some coats he lent him that he can't get back from the guy. These are very expensive jackets that cost him $1,000, and that's exactly what he's suing for today. This is the defendant, Ray Gauss. He says he has no idea what this guy's talking about because he doesn't have his jackets. And if anyone's owed money today, it certainly isn't the plaintiff. He's accused of a coat caper. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $480 for unpaid rent. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Mr. Robinson, you uh, used to live in a home with Mr. Goss, correct, Mr. Robinson? Yes, yes, ma'am. How long did you live there? Uh, approximately about 18 months. Okay, and what happened? What happened was, with the living situation, I was working at the time, I'm, I'm working now, but at the time that I was working, um, I was definitely contributing to the household, and... I just, I would work 12-hour shifts, I would get off of work, and I would come back, and there would still be a party going on. I would try to go to sleep, it would still be yelling, screaming, fighting, arguing, good times, bad times, yet I'm trying to sleep after working 12-hour shifts. How much were you paying in rent? The deal and the agreement was, wherever I can help, that's where I would help. RG&E, which is gas and electric, I definitely paid gas and electric bills in full. I definitely contributed to food in the household. There have been meals that I specifically, because Ray's a good cook, I'll give that to him. And there have definitely been times where I say, I have a taste for this. And he'll say, you go get the food, I'll cook it. And no doubt, he would cook it. And when I get out of work, guess what? No food. No food for me, no food for my children. Okay, but hold on. I just got fed Were up you with paying it. rent or you weren't paying rent? I was paying gas and electric. That's it? Yeah, but to be a four-bedroom house with company in and out all the time, yes. 
300, 400 so a month, how much, gas and electric. That's what I was gonna ask. So 300 or 400 a month of gas and electric. All right, so now- Correct. Uh, you, just, you decided after 18 months that you were gonna move out. Uh, when you moved out, you didn't tell the defendant anything. You just moved, correct? Not correct. Him and I, we had skirmishes, we had arguments, we had decisions being made between him and I where I'm like, I can't deal with this. It wasn't a sudden thing. It wasn't a microwavable thing. It was something that took time to build. There were straws being built because I'm like, if I'm buying food for my children and I come back and the food's gone, I can't help it that it's gone. That was always his answer. And this happened continuously, consecutively. This happened all the time. And I'm like, wait, I can't deal with this. Goodbye. You Wait, can always leave. What happened leave. all the Nobody time? That Ray was eating your food or that other people were eating your no, food? No, uh, other, other people were. This was, this was not a doing of Ray. Ray has a good heart. He does. And Ray does not know when to say no to other people. So other people would come in and they would literally just open up the refrigerator and do as they please. Okay. I can quote him when Mr. he would Robinson, say, I can't take it stop down them. A notch. I know you're excited, but take it down a notch because you're, you're kind of yelling and I, I'm trying to understand how you left. I've read the text and it sounds like you left in the middle of the night without telling him. Like, it's not like you said, hey, my last day is 30 days from now or anything like that. You just left in the middle of the night without telling him. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now you are suing because according to you, when you left, you left two jackets at the house. They're jackets. Why didn't you take them with you? It's not like they weigh a lot or anything. Why didn't you take them? I didn't take them because I didn't want my jackets to be torn. I didn't want them to, cause I, cause when I, when I moved, I moved in a pickup truck. I didn't have a U-Haul and the, the Miami Dolphins jacket that was brand spanking new. I didn't want it to get torn. I didn't want it to get ripped. And the other jacket is suede. I didn't want that to get damaged neither. I packed that truck. Why don't you just put them on your lap? You don't have to put them in the bed of the truck. You could put them on your lap and they wouldn't get damaged. I understand your sentiments. Did you forget but at them? At that time? Nope. You deliberately left them there instead of just putting them on your lap. Got it. Mr. Gauze, tell me what happened between you two. Well, part of what he's saying is true. Um, I do have a big family. They come in and out, and I try to preach to all of them. You, before you go in and put your hands on anything, ask, because it may not belong to me. So I may be at work, and sometimes I'd come in, and this is gone. I hear it. I'm at work. I get a phone call. Yo, did you tell so-and-so? Can you talk to so-and-so? But I'm at work. So, you know, I'm not here when everything transpires. Okay. Did he did he leave um, some jackets at the house? Actually, I have no idea. I didn't know he left until I came in from work. I actually came in to blow the driveway. So I opened, I came in, I cut the light on to, at the top of the stairs. The light didn't come on, and I turned and I looked at the stove. The stove was off, and I said, "Wow, the RGNE is off, and he's gone, and it's dark." So. I'm ticked. I go back, sit in the, in the truck with my cousin. As I'm explaining it to him, Dirk walks up the driveway. And I, I'm ticked. And I told him, anything in that house, you you not set foot back in that house. I don't give a damn what you have left. But at that point in time, I didn't see the jackets. I didn't realize that he had left already. 
But like you said, okay. I'm not the my only question one to you is: Have you since seen the jackets? Do you have any idea where the jackets are? No, I don't. I, like I said, I wasn't the only one that had access to the house. There were four of us living here. So I mean, I'm at work during the day. So I don't, I don't, you know, know what transpires when I'm not here. When you make a statement like I told him anything else you left in there, you're not getting. That's a little <laughs> concerning to me in a case where he it, is suing it, you it for is. keeping two things. It, it is, but at that point in time, I wasn't thinking. I didn't, I didn't know what was in the house because it was dark. I hadn't okay. only walked the house a hot thirty seconds and turned around and came back out. You have a counterclaim against him for $480, Mr. Uh, Gauze, for back rent for September and October and part of November. When did he move out? This had to be... Is your testimony that he's supposed to pay $200 a month? $200 a month, and that will go towards RG&E and the cable bill. And everybody purchased their own food, their own personal hygiene, their own laundry detergent. And, and so did he, food, was he always supposed to pay 200 or did, was he, he just supposed to pay the electric bill? He was supposed to pay 200 but what had happened was the RG&E had gotten turned off and it was put into his name. How much was he paying a month? Was it different every month? No, it wasn't different every month. Originally, it was $200, but when he put the RG&E in his name, that's when I wasn't charging him the 200 for rent. And then he just started paying it directly. Right. That's not a good way to do this. It's not, but... It's not a good way to do this. Mr. Robinson, did you ever contact... You never contacted the police to say, he's got my jackets, I need an escort to go in there and get them, or anything like that, did you? No, I did not, because I was assuming that after, you know, cooler heads prevail. So I was assuming that after he had time to cool down, that he would say, you know what? Because I even asked him, I've asked his family members, why well, I said, can he just leave them on the porch? And he doesn't have to see me. I don't have to see him. I can just come and pick them up. I'll off tell of the you porch. why. In case you don't understand why, you're awfully angry for a guy who did him dirty. You left in the middle of the night and you canceled the lights. So now he has no electricity and no notice that you're doing it. I understand why you canceled the lights because they were in your name. But that's all the more reason to give somebody some warning about what you're doing, especially in a situation where you have housing, you know, for $200 a month. You know, I mean, it's it just it doesn't make any sense. You're super angry, and I, I'm kind of not getting why. When you're talking about what a great heart he has, then why would you do him like that? Why wouldn't you just say to him, listen, next month is my last month. This isn't working for me. People steal my food, and I don't like the party. Whatever. But why did you have to leave the way you left? Explain to me how it is that you want the cost of two jackets and then the replacement cost also of two jackets, as though you should be paid for four jackets. In what planet would that make any sense? That's one. And two, I need to understand, because I see the proof you brought that one of the jackets is worth $95, why you're suing them for 250 for that jacket. What I showed you was someone attempting to sell the jacket that I'm not saying that particular jacket is mine, but if someone's selling it used for $95 and I contacted yes, I, guests I know. and they and they and they no longer they no longer make 
that that jacket anymore. So and then I couldn't. Do you, come I up don't with, see any proof of the value of the Miami Dolphins jacket. When I contacted NFLShop.com, I contacted them. I asked them, can they email me the receipt for my jacket? I've never received the email, and I've never received the receipt from NFLShop.com. Okay. Never. Yeah, we're, we're in trial right now. Now's, now's one of the trials. So what happens when someone doesn't bring proof to court on the value of something is that you're stuck with whatever I say the value is. Let me ask you a question on your counterclaim. According to you, he owes back rent, but Mr. Gauze, you've already explained to me that he was paying the electric bill. When did you leave? November what, Mr. Robinson? Yes, ma'am. I left there, we can say November the 10th. Around that, okay. November the 10th. Are you suggesting that the electric bill wasn't paid for September and October, Mr. Gauze? Yes. Did you pay the electric bill for September and October, Mr. Robinson? Oh, oh no, yes, he paid. He, he did pay back. Okay. He did pay back. All right. But well, I, then why would he owe you back rent if he paid that? Because it was still off. I, I had to go two weeks without electricity before I could get someone out and get assistance to get it turned back on. Why? All you have to do is place a phone call to get it turned back on, and you probably had to put a deposit or something, but so what? Right, you didn't need two weeks. Down. That's silly. None of that makes sense. No. You're not owed any rent, and I got to tell you, when you make the statement that you saw him out there and you said, whatever you've left here, you're not getting back, and then that's precisely what ends up happening. But, Mr. Robinson, you are really unimpressive when you deliberately leave two jackets behind in a place where you know that someone's going to be terribly hurt, that you're doing it the way you're doing it, like leaving them without electricity. All right? So yes, what you're going to get is a depreciated value, and you're not going to get it four times. You're going to get the depreciated value of the jackets that I do believe are over there. I am ordering the defendant to pay you $200. That's my verdict. Thank you. Well, it's obvious the plaintiff was not too happy with that verdict. He was gonna, he's going to get $200 now from Mr. Gross. Mr. Gross, uh, you didn't get anything on your countersuit, $480, but you got to give Mr. Robinson 200 bucks. How do you feel about that? It is what it is. It is what it is. You don't, you don't know where the jackets are. They're not there. You have any idea who took them or where they no, went? I, no, and I wouldn't understand why he would leave them. If, if you're going to do a person dirty like that, make sure you take all your belongings. Yeah, well, that's good advice. Good advice. All right, sir, that's the judge's verdict. Mr. Robinson, you're only going to get $200, and the judge still can't understand why you didn't take those coats with you, you know? I know you're not happy, are you? Listen, what it is is hindsight is twenty twenty. I didn't take my jackets because I just didn't want to damage them. I was thinking, like, get my stuff and go. I just wanted to get my stuff and go. You know what? 200 is 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 better than nothing because... I already know. I've seen the coat on sale online. Somebody by the name of John Doe is selling the same coat, same size in our area that we live in. So, come on. But I appreciate it, and I understand the logic of the judge, and I'm appreciate it. All right. Good enough. All right. That'll wrap it up for this case. Let's see what the judges have to say now. Typically, when you file a lawsuit because you've lost something, it's been damaged, or, or disappeared in the, in the care of someone else who's obligated to take care of it, you don't get the full value of the item. No, you get. it's a used item. You get the value yeah. of the item at the time of the loss. Right. Which it's is a, it's a, a shame. You've got to take jacket. your lumps, but that's how it is. Yeah. You get the used item or you get the depreciated value, which is ex exactly what you, 
you found here. Interesting relationship with these between these guys and in that household. It sounded so unstructured. And as a judge, when things go wrong from an unstructured environment, it's like the difference between if you have a fight and there's two guys and everybody's watching and they're going by the Marcus of Queensberry rules. You know, you could, you could see who strikes a blow, who falls down, everything else. If it's a free-for-all and there's chairs flying and everybody's every place and you don't know what, you can't reconstruct, you can't score the fight, you don't know what the hell's going on. A, and you're the judge afterwards. And that's what that So his rent was, like. was, was different every day. Right. Every month his rent would be different. It would be right. whatever the electric was. And so his rent was high in the wintertime and maybe low in the summer. Who knows? Right. It's a terrible way to do it. Gloria wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, my father-in-law caught COVID from a worker who came to work infected. What can we do? She shouldn't have come to work. Well, here's the thing. This really has been untested in a lot of courts, but based on what I've seen in the law over time, I think if somebody knows they have COVID and then doesn't take precautions and gets next to somebody, exposes them to the virus, and that person gets it, and they're irresponsible, and they're not following guidelines, that, my friend, I think is negligence, and I think you well might have a case. And that will do it for this case, litigants, for the next case inside the courtroom. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot This is the plaintiff, Robert. He says he hired the defendant to do some stonework in his Zen meditation garden. And the guy got the wrong color stones. The defendant refuses to correct his mistake, and he's here suing him for the $615.56 he's owed. This is the defendant, Christopher Jensen. He says he just delivered the 8,000 pounds of stone. The plaintiff ordered the color. He has no ill will against the plaintiff, but he didn't make the mistake. The plaintiff did. He's accused of being heavy-handed. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $250 for delivering the stone. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff hired the defendant to do some stonework in his Zen meditation garden and says that the guy botched the job big time. But the defendant says that all he was hired to do was deliver 8,000 pounds of rock, and that's exactly what he did. It's the case of everybody must get stoned. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Robert, you're suing Mr. Jensen for money that you're out for two pallets of stone, which you say are the wrong ones, and it's his fault. Tell me about your project. Um, I had a 24-foot swimming pool removed from my backyard last spring. The project would be a round meditation garden with a wall, about approximately a one-foot wall around it. There was a wall built about half the height of what I wanted. Um, then Mr. Jensen came in. He did a great job bringing in stones, crushed rock, building um, the garden space inside of it. Um, when that was completed, um, we were on good terms. I paid him the full re amount re requested. And he said he could help me. He could complete the wall 
um, that had been begun around the um, garden. Why was the wall half done? Um, I had run out of stone. My, the, the mason I had oh, okay. ran out of stone. Okay, and uh, you didn't have the funds to buy more stone? Well, no, he had, I couldn't get matching stone. It was difficult to get matching stone. Oh, okay. Um, At that time, I was only using right. one, one, supply, one, one supplier that I knew of, and they didn't have the stone in stock. There it is. Okay, yeah. All right, so go on. Mr. Jensen said that he could complete the wall for me. Um, we negotiated a price. It all sounded good. He asked me to call in the order to um, a landscape supply yard in his town. Um, I called in the order. I, I ordered um, Pennsylvania bluestone. Um, I understand that different yards have different names, but I was looking for, as you see in the picture, a bluestone. On, on, Tuesday, on a Tuesday morning, I don't have the exact date, um, June 24th, whatever, um, I was at work. Um, Mr. Jensen called me. He said, Bob, the stone they have here isn't the stone that's, that we need for your wall. This isn't, this isn't right. And I said, well, you know, you're there on site. You've seen, you've been to my yard. You've seen the stone. You worked over it, around it for three days. You know exactly what I'm looking for. So pick out the stone that we need. Um, Mr. Jensen, what was wrong um, with the stone? Um, Ma'am, most of what the gentleman said is highly accurate, except for the fact that, you know, he, he, he had called me and said, I, I picked out the stone, can you go get it? And I said, I'd be happy to. And I went down and I got it. Um, it was tagged. Um, he paid for it with the credit card. You know, he did the transaction. But what was wrong? Yard. Okay, hold on one second. You're not answering my question. He had just said that All you right. called him from there and said, wait, this is the wrong stone. What was wrong with the stone? What did you call him about? What did you say? What was wrong with the stone? Um, I don't believe I did. Um, I, okay. I, I called him um, in, in regards to picking it up and paying for it, but he, he had tagged it out. Um, okay, so you had him. nothing to do with selecting the stone? No, ma'am. All right, Mr. Robert. According to you, he says, the one you picked is wrong, let me pick another. Do you have, he denies that. Is there any proof of that? Do you have text no, or was, emails or any proof? That was through phone calls, so I don't have proof of that. We were back. So he brings the stones to your house, and then what happens? I came home, I looked, I said, oh my God, these stones are totally wrong. I immediately called him and texted him and said, you know, these stones absolutely don't work. Um, I, I don't know how he didn't see that. He delivered the stones as you see in one picture, like within one foot of where the, where the wall is. I don't see how he could have not seen that and why he continued to unload the stones on my yard when he could see that they didn't match. Um, those stones are called, um, those are called colonial gray wall stone. Um, I, I wouldn't have ordered a gray wall stone. <laughs> yes, I understand, but um, according to him, all you hired him, you, you hired him to work at 250 a day, and he spent a day going over there, picking up the stones and bringing them to you, right? Now, no, no, I... the stones are wrong, and if they completed your order with the wrong stones, that's between you and the people you bought the stones from. You know, you're going to have to prove what you're saying, which is that a guy who's hired by you after you pick out the stones and you say what you want and you pay with your credit card and it's your order, he turns around, changes your whole order, so the fact that it's the wrong color's on him. But now what I'm trying to understand is I see from your text that there's a way to return the stones. You can return them within 30 days. Is that correct? 60 days. 60 days? Why didn't you just return them? Well, 
myself two reasons. One being that I don't have the I don't have a, 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 a truck big enough to return the stones. The other thing, because they wanted the stones returned on the pallets. Um, we're talking a ton and a half of stones. The other reason being that he still has a half ton of my stones, so I didn't have all the stones to return. Right, but you could have, okay, that would have been much easier than what ends up happening. What ends up happening is what? You don't like the stones, what do you do? I asked him to return the stones. And what did he say? Um, well, you'll see in the text that he, he um, asked for 250 to he return says, the stones. He says, dropped off a pallet and a half, we'll meet with you tomorrow. And then I guess you guys must have communicated otherwise because you say $250 mm -hmm. to get the wrong stones delivered. And then you say the company would have delivered them for 65. I don't know why you didn't right. have the company deliver them. I remember agreeing to 1200 to build the wall. I don't remember agreeing to a delivery fee, but now you've got me over a barrel, right? Where are you saying you changed the color and this new color doesn't work? Where's all that? Why can't you just call the company and tell them to come pick them up if they only charge 65 bucks for a trip? Um, well, See, well, you're suing him for $615.56. You want him to pay for the cost of the stones because according to you, the time has run out to return the stones, right? right. But what efforts did you make to get the stones returned? Right. Hiring somebody else if he didn't show up. I see that there was an agreement by you with him in August to pick up the stones and return them. What happened with that, Mr. Jensen? Um, we, we came to an agreement with that judge. I was going to go down and pick up, you know, pick up the stones. And judge, by the way, it was 500 a day and I worked half a day delivering the stones. It came out to $250, so that is correct. Um, my backhoe only picks up like 2,200 pounds. There was two pallets, so I had to unload one pallet in my driveway, which is still there. And the gentleman's welcome to the stump. I'm not withholding the stump, okay? Uh, so I had to break down. Well, you haven't delivered uh, it. Stop, stop. You haven't delivered it, yeah. have you? No, ma'am. I delivered half of it. Yeah. There were two pallets. No, I, I understand, but you need to stop. You need to return what you have, because if your position in this case is I don't owe you anything, you owe me $250 for my labor, then I expect that those stones at your home will be delivered to him. They should have already been delivered to him. If your position is these are your stones, I have nothing to do with it, pay me for my troubles, then why haven't you delivered the stones already to his house so that he can because return that would them? Have been another day. Yes, ma'am. That would have been another day's work. He didn't pay me, okay? And I couldn't carry legally the weight of two pallets of stone with the backhoe to dispense the stone in his backyard. That's a you problem. You can't have half the guy's supplies and then say, but I don't owe you anything for supplies. In a case where you're being well, sued I, for the cost of the supplies. You see that, right? That I, at I some do, point, do, you needed to go ahead and go and, and give him back all his stuff. And then you could say, hey, you owe me $500 or whatever. But you can't keep his supplies in a case where you're being sued for the cost of the supplies and then say, I don't owe you anything for supplies. But, yeah, I never finished delivering the stones. Uh, well, I, I do respect I do respect that, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I see in the text where you agree to go ahead and go and go with him, get the stones returned, and pick out the right stones. What happened with that? Um, I, I wanted to be um, I wanted to be paid the three fifty, the two hundred uh, dollars for delivering the stone, and then I think I, I told them a hundred. I was trying to be reasonable, and I would pick up the stone for a hundred bucks. You know, I tried. I was wanting to work with the gentleman, um, but he said, "I'm not paying you anything," and I'm like, "Well, okay." 
But by the way, it's his stone. If he wanted to have JJ come pick it up for the 65 bucks and return it, they would have done that. I wouldn't have had No, he can't come get it. it. No, you're asking to No, because you at best you got hired to deliver the stones. And that's what your counterclaim is for, and yet you kept the supplies. Yes, ma'am. But I, but I never told him okay. that he couldn't come and you get made, it. Have and you made a plan with him that for a, a hundred bucks, you would go with him, return it, and you had a date and everything. Everything was set. And why didn't that happen? What did he tell you, Mr. Robert, for why that didn't happen? Um, there were several dates sent when he was supposed to come. He told me um, he had low blood sugar one day. He told me he had a flat tire one day. He told me he had to respond to a mold emergency on Cape Cod one day. Um, some other days he just didn't show up. I spent a whole weekend home one waiting for him. He never showed up an entire weekend. How much was the agreed upon price uh, per day for him to work, Mr. Well, Robert? That's a point I'd like to make. Um, the agreed upon price was a total price for the job. It, was, it wasn't a per day cost. There was no price, particularly for delivery. It was an entire estimate for the entire job, which I, I, believe, um, I believe was $1,200. Yeah, what evidence do you have that there was an agreement to pay you 500 bucks a day? Because I see in the text the opposite of that, an agreement to have uh, the wall built for a set price, the $1,200. That's what your text says. Welcome back to the People's Court. So who's stonewalling here? Uh, let's find out because Judge Millian is about to gavel down this case. We're going back into the courtroom. There was an agreed price for the 1200 for the... Um um, for the wall, okay, but um, anytime the tractor uh, came into play um, with the backhoe, um, when I did all the previous work and when I was delivering the stone, uh, when I had to bring the backhoe down there, I told them two fifty for half a day and five hundred for the full day with the with the uh, with the backhoe involved. With the backhoe involved, and the backhoe was involved in picking up the the stones. How? You're missing the point, ma'am, and I'm trying to explain it to you. No, you're missing the point. You are absolutely missing the point, and let me explain to you how you're missing the point. Okay. Right? For you to get your counterclaim of $250, yes. which you have always said is because of half a day's work, okay? You've yes, never mentioned the backhoe being involved. You need to be able to prove to me that he agreed to pay you $250 for the one thing that you did which is deliver the stones. Over and over in your answer to the complaint, you say, I delivered the stones, I delivered the stones. That's all that happened. Yes, he's not proving that you changed the color of the stones, but you have a counterclaim for $250 saying that you're owed that. You need to prove it. Just like I tell him to prove it, you prove it. And the answer to that is you cannot because you say one thing in your answer to the complaint and in your text, which is, I don't work for free. You owe me that for working half a day. And now you're telling me for the first time, oh, that's because my backhoe came into play. So that's why he owes me that, which you also don't have in writing. What you were saying is not supported by the only evidence I have between you guys, which are the texts. And in the text, you say the whole job is 1200 You don't say that's part of the job and then it'll cost you 500 every day that my backhoe's involved. There's none of that. So that's not truthful. And when you, Mr. Robert, tell me that he changed the color of the order, hey, you have no actually, proof of that. Could I speak to that? I think I might. Go ahead. I have a text that I sent him. I said, 
The two pallets of PA, meaning Pennsylvania quarry mix, are ordered. I don't care. I'm sorry. Does that show that he changed the color, yes or no? Well, it does, because I ordered PA quarry mix, and he came back with um, a tan, a colonial gray wallstone. Okay, I see what you're saying. So hold still. The two pallets of Pennsylvania quarry mix are ordered. How does that prove that he's the one who told you to order that? And what was that other document you wanted well, to show me? The reason I ordered it is because this is what the, the, other, um, the other supplier called it, was PA quarry mix. Quar PA quarry right, but one. that doesn't say, stop, stop. That doesn't prove that he's uh -huh. the one who decided to call it that. And, you know, shame on you if you're not going down to the store to see what color you're ordering. That's on you. If you can't prove he changed the color, then that's not on him. Now, Mr. Robert, explain to me why it is that you have allowed the date for the return to pass without returning the stones that you have. Well, um, I can tell two reasons. One, you've heard from Chris, it takes a lot of equipment to move those stones. And second, right, no, but I'm not talking about you yourself doing it. I'm talking about you calling the store and asking them to come pick it up. I, I don't think they would have. I mean, you're right. I didn't ask. Why, says who? You, you say that in your text yourself. When you're outraged that he's trying to charge you 250 for delivering them, you say that they would have delivered it for 65 They would have delivered. They delivered. I don't believe oh. I don't have you, you don't know because you never bothered. You just let right. there and you right. just I, sat there and let the time expire. Okay, well, well, that's on you. All right. So you've got one pallet. He has another. Could we also address the fact that he bought, he made a purchase on my credit card that I didn't authorize? He bought knee pads. Yeah. Go ahead. Talk to me about that. Well, there it is. I mean, when I got, when he sent me a copy of the receipt, I, I texted him. I said, what's up with the $45 for knee pads? He has never to this day answered that question to me. I don't know. If he needs them, he needs to buy them himself. Why did you buy knee pads on this guy's nickel? Um, just, it was just safety equipment to do the job. Um, if, uh, uh, if, if, that's, if that's the case, um, I'll pay for the knee pads, Judge. I think I, think I actually left them in his garage, but if, that, if that's not the case... Are the pads in your house, Mr. Robert, or no? No. Um, my house was closed. I, I, I never saw him that day. I haven't seen him since he bought those pads. He wouldn't have had access to my house that day. I don't know why he would have left a brand new pair of knee pads in my yard. <laughs> I haven't seen them. As far as I'm concerned, the defendant has complicated this further by keeping half of the supplies. So when the plaintiff sues the defendant for supplies that he is arguing the defendant picked out incorrectly, I am not able to determine that he picked it out incorrectly versus you picked it out incorrectly. However, he has half of the supplies. If we calculate the figures for how much each pallet costs, each pallet is $290.71. I believe that you, Mr. Robert, had uh, an obligation to mitigate your own damages and attempt to have some kind of return on the, the wrong color. If you didn't, you didn't. That doesn't mean he has to pay for it. But I do believe that he owes you $324.85 for the knee pads and the pallets that he kept at his place. Now, the only thing he's done of service to you is bring you the stones the stones that he did bring you. And then I have to decide what you should pay him for doing that service because there is a cost to doing that service, time and sweat and trouble. You, Mr. Jensen, are unable to prove to me that what you should have been paid for it. And you, Mr. Robert, are unable to prove to me that you weren't supposed to pay anything for it. 
I understand that there was a price for, a, you know, a job, but the job didn't happen. So now I've got to figure out what the work that did happen is worth. And there's only one work that happened, which is the delivery of stones that I don't believe you've proven are a wrong color thanks to him. So I'm going to, from the money I say he owes you for the stones and the knee pads, deduct $100 for his delivery. And I am going to order him to pay you $224.85, which at the same time takes care of his counterclaim. There's no proof you owe him $250. So the net judgment between you two is $224.85. Verdict for the plaintiff. Good luck, folks. Thank you. So I'm not sure either party will be happy with the outcome. Mr. Jensen has to give a little over $200 back to Mr. Robert. Let's talk to, uh, to Mr. Jensen first. Yet, would you explain to me why you still have, you know, one pallet at your house? My machine is only so big, and, but it's small enough to get in his backyard. Where the judge didn't understand is $65 as they come and drop it off at the curb. They're not going to put it on smaller pallets ah. and bring it in the backyard with the backhoe. That's, that's an interesting point. They would have only they would have only dropped it at the curb. Well, that's interesting for sixty-five bucks. Okay, Mr. Robert, I'm, I'm or Robert, I'm sure you're not too thrilled. But uh, what what are you thinking about the judge's decision? Yes, um, he, he he keeps saying that J and J would have left the stones on the curb, but they have a, a bobcat with pneumatic tires, and they put them exactly on my yard, exactly where I wanted them. All right. That's how it works. Bottom line question is, you never got your Zen garden done yet. It hadn't been done yet, has it? Or has it? No, no. <laughs> I still have money tied up right. in, well, in those rocks. I'm waiting. Well, you get it I'm next happy. summer, hopefully. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> All okay. right. Well, good luck to you. Thank you very much. All right. Kind of an involved case here. Let's see what the judges have to say about it. Sometimes things, when you're doing work around your house, remodeling projects and that, certain things are kind of non-delegable. You're yeah. not going to turn them over to somebody else. I know you, in a million years, would never let somebody else pick, pick out tile, stone, stone, brick, nothing. anything to match something that you've already started. Am I right? Seriously. Just like a 20-minute a, a ride to the to the quarry. You couldn't right. do that to just figure out, you know, to pick the exact right. thing that you wanted. You, you can't delegate that. You to can't delegate else. that stuff. Yeah, or it's just not going to get done Especially right. Especially something so heavy and complicated right. to bring to you, you know? I have to tell you, you found kind of a middle ground here, and you found a judgment in partially in favor of the plaintiff. I found that the, the defendant's testimony was suspect to me. When it comes time to try to return the stone and try to make things right effectively, all of a sudden he's, he's not showing up. He's giving excuses. Uh, he's sick this day. He's got a flat tire. He's got a mold emergency in, in Hyannis or wherever it is. And I think I would have faded that heat onto him and maybe made a finding that that the plaintiff should have recovered the full six six fifteen. Interesting. But you found it was a smaller number. I, I just felt like the plaintiff had, you know, the the wherewithal to pick up a phone and call J and J and get right. them to pick it up for sixty five bucks. He says so. Or mitigate his said, damage. But but yeah. the truth of the matter is that what swung it for me was just the fact that it got messy thanks to yeah. him, the defendant, because he mm. kept a pallet. So how is a plaintiff how is the plaintiff going to mitigate his damages on that pallet? It's right. somewhere else. Oh, come pick it up. Yeah, really? That That's not how that works. He's got hostages. Yeah, he's in got the, hostages. In the form of those stones in his own driveway. Right. So Xavier wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, 
I'm 11 years old and watch the People's Court daily. Thank you, Xavier. Why aren't public places taking action against people not wearing masks? If more people were held accountable, then the cases would go down. Man, I couldn't agree with you more. Here's the problem. Um, a lot of states don't have actual penalties if you don't. And the other problem is law enforcement doesn't have the manpower to stop people, arrest them, cite them every time they see somebody without a mask. But I'm with you, my friend, because if people don't wear masks, we're never going to get over this horrible virus. We'll see you next time.